Good afternoon. It is Monday, February 28th, 2022. This is your war update in Ukraine. This is number 12 in our series of reports. I want to thank John Schaefer for his great uh, information that he's been sending as well. So him and I are tag teaming on giving you the latest on podcast and through iRadio of the situation, um, which over the weekend, as you heard from John Schaefer's report, has now gone into threats of nuclear alerts, uh, nuclear retaliation threats um, from President Putin. Apparently, there was a comment he claimed by a English United Kingdom woman uh, in the uh, hierarchy of the Ministry of Defense that got him honked off, to say the least, and so he went public putting the nuclear forces of Russia on high alert. And uh, that has quite concerned a lot of people. And so if you're listening to our station on iRadio and you haven't heard John Schaefer's uh, news, please listen to it. It is quite uh, insightful. So we'll keep that playing throughout the rest of Monday. All the podcasts are downloadable. And so just to get you up to stuff, there are still attacks going on in Ukraine. Uh, Kharkiv is really catching a lot of it, uh, as well as Kiev, or Kiev, the capital. Uh, Zelensky is still with us. He was quite concerned on Friday that he was going to be killed and told the public this might be the last time that you hear from me. But on Saturday, he did have a video message saying, I'm here and uh, reassuring everyone. There are talks going on between Russia and Ukraine at the Belarusian border. And yesterday, if you heard Steve Luckner uh, in his news update for Sunday, you would have found out that the Belarusians are now joining on the side of Russia and were supposedly sending overnight, late last night, before midnight, uh, paratroopers into that country. More folks are rallying around Ukraine and telling Russia, we're now letting you into our airspace, including Canada. Apparently there was a report of a possible incursion by a aerial pole Russian passenger plane into Canadian airspace. And so they're investigating that, according to the tweet I saw. Um, also, the soccer folks are not are basically banning Russia from participation in soccer activities. Um, a Russian Formula One driver may be not allowed to compete in F1 competition um, from the Haas team. And uh, locally, there's a lot of support for Ukraine. Uh, Matt Scutchfield has posted a list of Ukrainian-backed businesses. Uh, he was doing some missionary musical work out there. And also South Bend lit up part of the St. Joe River downtown in support of Ukraine. So that's your quick update on the situation. Please continue to stay tuned. We're going to keep you up to date. 
But it's time for me, Keith, to put on my teacher's hat and get you some education. And uh, two things I want to teach you today um, is number one, we're hearing DEFCON. What is DEFCON? And I don't know what level we are officially at. The Department of Defense has not publicly disclosed that information, but we want to give you an education on what DEFCON is. And then if we were to come under a attack, how would you get that information and what might it sound like? So first part will be what is the DEFCON levels? Second part is the emergency alert system. So let's go over DEFCON 101. And all audio that you will be hearing comes taken from YouTube videos. Hey everybody, welcome to the Let's Teach channel where we research interesting facts and share information on just about any topic. In a previous video, I explained the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. If you're interested in learning more about that topic, then be sure to check that video out. In this video, I'll answer the question, what is DEFCON and what are its levels? Let's get started. An alert state used by the United States Armed Forces, the term DEFCON refers to Defense Readiness Condition. The DEFCON system was established in 1959, a mere two years after the United States and Canada agreed to form the North American Air Defense Command, or NORAD. Situated in Colorado Springs, Colorado, this was a binational command center tasked with controlling the continent's air defenses in case of an attack by bombers from the Soviet Union. At first, NORAD made use of the readiness levels of normal, increased, and maximum, which were further subdivided into eight different conditions. However, in October 1959, the Joint Chiefs of Staff opted to switch to the DEFCON system, which they had developed. While the different levels of DEFCON initially remained a closely guarded secret, information about them was declassified in 2006. Today, the public knows the various descriptions and colors that designate a specific readiness condition and the exercise terms that the United States Department of Defense uses. Here's an overview of the different DEFCON levels and what they mean. So there are five levels, DEFCON 1 through 5. DEFCON 1, the exercise term is cocked pistol. The description is nuclear war is imminent. The readiness level of DEFCON 1 is maximum and the color is white. Now DEFCON 2 has an exercise term of fast pace. The description is next step to nuclear war. And the readiness description for DEFCON 2 is armed forces ready to deploy and engage in less than six hours. The color for DEFCON 2 is red. Now DEFCON 3, the exercise term is roundhouse. And the description is increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness. The readiness description is armed forces ready to mobilize in 15 minutes. The color for DEFCON 3 is yellow. Now, DEFCON 4 has an exercise term of double take, and the description is increased intelligence watch and strengthened security measures. The readiness description is above normal readiness, 
and the color for DEFCON 4 is green. Now, the final level, DEFCON 5, has an exercise term of fade out, and the description is lowest state of readiness. The readiness description is normal readiness, and the color for DEFCON 5 is blue. Now, DEFCON 1, or the highest state of readiness, has never been called for in the history of the United States. When terrorists attacked the country on September 11, 2001, DEFCON 3 was declared, with then U.S. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld ordering the military to stand by for an increase to DEFCON 2. That increase, however, never came. On the other hand, the highest confirmed level ever reached was DEFCON 2, which was declared during the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. At the time, the U.S. Armed Forces were ordered to DEFCON 3, while the Strategic Air Command, or the SAC, was ordered to DEFCON 2. Other notable declarations of DEFCON include the 1973 Yom Kippur War, in which a joint attack against Israel was launched by Egypt and Syria which had combined their military forces. At the time, the United States was concerned that the Soviet Union would intervene in the conflict, which led to them placing the Strategic Air Command and the Continental Air Defense Command, the European Command, and the 6th Fleet at DEFCON 3. To add to that, DEFCON 3 was also declared in 1976 for all U.S. forces in South Korea due to the murders of Captain Arthur Bonifas and First Lieutenant Mark Barrett, both of whom had been killed by North Korean soldiers on August 18th of that year. In response, the United States and South Korean military forces launched Operation Paul Bunyan, which intimidated North Korea into taking responsibility for the murders. DEFCON 3 remained in place for the entirety of this mission, which lasted only several hours. Well, that's it for this video. What sparked your curiosity about the DEFCON levels? Was it a movie, video game, or something else? Let's talk about it in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. And hit that bell notification button so that you'll know whenever a new video has been uploaded. And remember, what's learned here, leaves here. Share something you learned about DEFCON and its various levels with a friend. See you later. This is not a test. This is an actual Tech Quickie episode, and for your own safety, I recommend you do not leave your computer for the next five minutes. Of course, real emergency alerts are designed to warn you of things that are somehow even more important than new YouTube videos. But they've always been kind of mystifying with their weird combination of robotic voices and, and disconcerting sounds. Wouldn't it just be easier for a human announcer to get on the air and warn us of an impending pandemic, hurricane, or Godzilla attack? Well, no. The Emergency Alert System, or EAS, used in the United States is designed to get messages out as quickly as possible. And this is difficult to do without automation. I mean, in certain kinds of emergencies, like an approaching tornado, you might only have a couple of minutes to prepare, so there isn't necessarily time for a human being to scoot off to the recording studio, do a few takes, apply some auto-tune, then sort out where the message should go. By then, you'll probably be a couple miles off the ground chatting it up with the Wicked Witch of the West. 
And speaking of where the message should go, those three extremely harsh sounding tones you hear at the beginning of a warning work kind of like those annoying sounds that you'd hear from a dial-up modem. They sound like random screeches, but they actually contain critical information about where the warning needs to go. They're called same headers. And when they reach a TV or radio station from whichever government authority issued the warning, special EAS equipment at the station can decode them and automatically forward information to listeners about what the emergency is, which area it's affecting, and what time the warning expires. And since same code specifies specific geographic regions, you won't have to worry about getting that super important show you're watching interrupted by an EAS warning for Los Angeles if you're living in New York. The next thing you'll hear is an attention tone, which, as you can probably guess, is there to annoy you to get your attention. So hopefully you'll look up from your 3DS for long enough to learn there's a serial killer on the loose. So although many have complained about how harsh the tone sounds, I doubt they're gonna be changing that anytime soon. Finally comes the voice that sounds like something out of your nightmares, matter-of-factly delivering all the gory details of your impending doom or maybe it's just a minor flood 20 miles away. It can be kind of hard to understand for some people. Again, the automated EAS voices were designed to make message dissemination quicker, even if that comes at a creepy cost. With that in mind, the US's National Weather Service has tried to improve the voice over the years, going from something that sounded suspiciously like old school Microsoft Sam, a slow-moving storm system will move across the northern Great Lakes region today and tonight. To a voice that actually isn't that terrible anymore. ...zone forecast for central and southeast Montgomery County for the rest of the overnight, mostly clear. Well, that's cool and all, Linus, but TV? Radio? Please, I stream everything. Why is the EAS relying on such ancient technology? Well, there are advantages to using radio to warn people. It's a simpler technology than the internet and is likely to be more reliable. If a major emergency knocks out power and internet service with it, you're gonna be pretty happy you've still got that battery-powered radio. In fact, you can buy same compatible radios that pick up special frequencies that will automatically broadcast EAS alerts, but stay quietly in the corner otherwise. But if you don't want to do that, many cellular carriers are now broadcasting EAS messages directly to smartphones anyway, so you won't be left in the dark if you're just not a TV or radio person. And good thing too, because nothing ruins selfie time with your squad quite like hailstones the size of grapefruits. TunnelBear VPN lets you tunnel to 20 different countries, allowing you to browse the internet and use online services as though you are in a different country. It's easy to use, your connection gets encrypted, and they have an industry-leading privacy policy. They've got apps for iOS, Android, PC, Mac, and also a Chrome extension, and it is as simple as downloading the app, getting 500 megabytes of free data with no credit card required, which is pretty freaking cool, clicking the little button, and Boom! All of the poking around and nonsense that goes along with VPN use for personal use is eliminated by TunnelBear. And if you decide you like it, you can head to tunnelbear.com slash Linus and save 10% on an unlimited data subscription.
Thanks for watching, guys. Like, dislike, subscribe, leave a comment if you have suggestions for future videos, and don't forget to check out our other channels. Woo. Okay, welcome back to our podcast number 12 of the war in Ukraine and giving you a little education in both the DEFCON levels and the emergency alert system. The emergency alert system on your phone has been pre-programmed to receive any major alerts from the United States government. It is called a presidential emergency. You cannot turn that off. And should our country fall under an attack from another country, every phone, even those that are not connected to any of the uh, cell phone providers, will also be uh, activated to tell you of an impending attack or something serious within the United States. But if you are listening to radio or television or your National Weather Service radio and President Putin in Russia goes crazy, you may hear the following alerts coming across your radio or television. The following are videos. The first one is the actual script for a presidential emergency as what would have been heard on WGN Channel 9 in Chicago back in the 70s and definitely the 80s. It was pre-recorded. Should we fall under some sort of enemy attack or major national catastrophe? The following video after that is called an attack warning. This is a simulation of what it would have sounded like in the 1970s. A new 21st century version will sound similar for the emergency alert system. Again, as a disclaimer, the following you are hearing are past audios in a simulation. No actual attack is occurring. We interrupt our program at the request of the White House. This is the emergency broadcast system. All normal broadcasting has been discontinued during this emergency. This is station WGN Television. This station will continue to broadcast, furnishing news, official information, and instruction as soon as possible for the northeast section of Illinois. If you are not in the northeast section of Illinois, tune to a station furnishing information for your area. I repeat, we interrupt our program at the request of the White House. This is the emergency broadcast system. All normal broadcasting has been discontinued during the emergency. This station will continue to broadcast, furnishing news, official information, and instructions as soon as possible for the northeast section of Illinois. If you are not in the northeast section of Illinois, tune to a station furnishing information for your area. Do not use your telephone. The telephone lines should be kept open for official use. The emergency broadcast system has been activated to keep you informed. To repeat, this is station WGN Television. This station will broadcast news, official information, and instruction for the northeast section of Illinois. If you are in the northeast section of Illinois, keep tuned to the station for further emergency information. It is important that you listen carefully to announcements only on the station broadcasting information for your area.
the Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is an attack warning. Repeat, this is an attack warning. Attack warning means that an actual attack against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. This is an emergency action notification. All broadcast stations shall broadcast emergency action notification message number two, red card. This station has interrupted its regular program at the request of the United States government to participate in the emergency broadcast system. During this period, some stations will stay on the air as part of the emergency broadcast system. Those stations will broadcast news and information for the general public in the assigned areas. You should now tune your radio dial until you hear a station which is broadcasting news and information for your area. Until further notice, this station will not be broadcasting news and information for your area. I repeat, this station will not be broadcasting news and information for your area until further notice. You should now tune your radio dial until you hear a station which is broadcasting news and information for your area. I repeat, the Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is an attack warning. Repeat, this is an attack warning. Attack warning means that an actual attack against this country has been detected and that protective action should be taken. This is an emergency action notification. All broadcast stations shall broadcast EAN message number two, red card. This station has interrupted its regular program at the request of the United States government to participate in the emergency broadcast system. During this period, some stations will stay on the air as part of the emergency broadcast system. Those stations will broadcast news and information for the general public in the assigned areas. You should now tune your radio dial until you hear a station which is broadcasting news and information for your area. Until further notice, this station will not be broadcasting news and information for your area. I repeat, this station will not be broadcasting news and information for your area until further notice. You should now tune your radio dial until you hear a station which is broadcasting news and information for your area. All right, this will conclude episode 12 of the situation that's going on in Ukraine. Please stay tuned for future updates here on our Anchor Podcast channel as well as through um, John Schaefer and also on our iRadio station. Please continue to pray for Ukraine and to support businesses that are connected with Ukraine. Until then, I give you peace. Pray hard for the world at this time. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend, 1-800-273-8255.